Hi, welcome to the Ghostman Radio Station. And, and tonight I am talking to Matt Westin, who is an engineer, country musician, actor, and his first single was Our Net Redneck in the Woods reached the Indie World Country Chart and the European Country Music Association Charts. He's also a top 200 international country artist chart. He's followed up with singles with Palm Town, You Leave Me No Choice, also received international airplay and charting. His last two singles, Stomp On and Hey Bro, are from his forthcoming EP released on MTS Records. Both singles reached the top 100 airplay today chart country charts, while Stomp On reached the iTunes country sales. Um, something about you're going to start as Johnny Cash in upcoming film production. That would be my interesting to be talked about. And legacy to dedicate to the memory of your late father, Matt. In 2018 International Music and Entertainment Association Mail, Country Artist of the Year. And he recently appeared in October 10th, 2008 edition of Billboard magazine as Emerging Artist. And you're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You may have moved since then. I hope not, but... No, I'm still in Pittsburgh, and uh, I actually just recently won uh, the International Music and Entertainment Association uh, Award for Album of the Year last year, so uh, really proud about that one, too. That just happened a couple weeks ago. Wow. You were busy, but... My friend, what inspired you to get into music, then? Since I was a kid, you know, I played different instruments in the, in the, in the uh, school band and orchestra, and um, <clears throat> I didn't really get into singing until I was in my teenage years and in college. Um, so, but I've always been involved in music, always enjoyed music. I didn't pursue it as a career uh, professionally until just a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> I was living in Los Angeles um, for about a year, and my father got sick. Um, so I was pursuing acting out in Los Angeles. You know, this is after I was an engineer. Um, that's another part of my life. But, um, anyways, when my father passed away, I, I was just, as you can imagine, I was devastated and in a really dark place. So, um, I moved back from Los Angeles to Pittsburgh, my hometown, and, uh, just had to try and get myself together. I was, I was a mess and I needed a goal. I needed something you know, a, a purpose, you know, acting was over in Los Angeles, and engineering was, was in my, in the rearview mirror, you know, that was in the past, so what was I going to do with my life? Self-destructing here because I'm so sad and angry and depressed, losing my father, um, and one day it just hit me. I wanted to uh, record an album and dedicate it to my father. He had always enjoyed my singing and always encouraged it, and, um, I figured what better way to honor his memory and uh, to start a new path for my life, you know, than, than to uh, pursue music and dedicate it to him. So that's what I did. And I named the album Legacy, um, you know, to, to honor my father's legacy. But it also started a new legacy for, for my own life, which uh, uh, I couldn't be more proud of. And I feel like it's been really blessed from, from the beginning. 
as you mentioned, all those awards and accolades that I've been getting. And I'm only, I've only been doing this for a couple of years, so I really feel like it's been a blessing and a new purpose for my life. And it all stems from the tragedy of losing my father and turning something so dark into uh, a beautiful thing. And uh, I really couldn't be more proud. And I, I'd assume he's really proud right now up there in heaven, too. I'm sure he is. Um, I always say to people, they're looking down from the stars, looking down at you. That's what I believe, anyway. Um, now, what, what, what do you prefer doing first, the lyrics or the music? Um, well, since I was a little boy, I'd been writing things, you know, like poems or stories or songs. So I, I tend to be more of a lyricist. Uh, the lyrics usually come first for me. Um, that's just how my brain works, I think. It comes more naturally that way. And when you do your um, albums, do you, obviously, I ask this question of all artists, do you find it difficult to reproduce what you do in the studio on a live concert? Um, yes and no. It's not really... Um, that crucial that it is, you know, verbatim, that it's exact. Uh, live performances give you room for, uh, for, uh, you know, for uh, adding a little bit of spice here and there or changing things, you know, however you feel in the moment and just uh, making it a little bit more dynamic and unique. And live performances are like that. They're never exactly like the radio. Uh, it's more about, um, it's more about uh, a feeling and, and, performance and the connection that you get with the audience and not so much that um, you sound exactly like the, the record or, or the radio version um, <clears throat> so it's not really a struggle but yeah live, live shows tend to be a little bit different uh, but that's okay too because you know there's not one right way to perform a song music is uh, you know I forget I don't know what the word would be but it's um, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a carbon copy do you prefer small venues or the arena kind of stadium kind of concerts? Uh, well, both are a little bit uh, interesting for their own reasons. I know in smaller settings it's a little more intimate, um, which can be nice. But uh, larger, larger settings, it's, uh, it's the exact opposite. It's less intimate. So it feels like there's less pressure, actually. You would think that if um, if you're in front of 10,000 people, that the uh, your nerves would go crazy and just be a lot of pressure. But actually, it becomes more impersonal. And I feel more free in front of bigger crowds than I do with, uh, say, a handful of people here in the room with me. So I think <laughs> I prefer the bigger venues. Do you know, I imagine when you first started, you had to do all your own roading, taking all your own equipment with you. Do you still have to do that, or do you actually have to, someone that helps you out in that case? No, there's always people to help. Always. <laughs> yeah. Cause some, of, some of the old amps could be quite heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing I, I went to the gym today. <laughs> I imagine, do you, I mean, obviously you're in a image conscious business as such do you think it's important to betray yourself more or less not give all of yourself but like a a, a perception of yourself yeah 
I tend to be the kind of person that is more uh, private, and uh, but if you know me, you know I wear my heart on my sleeve, um, and really like what you see is what you get. I, I I try to be as real and true to myself as possible uh, in life, but also uh, you know in music and with my brand that I'm building and uh, my image. So. Um, I try to just be honest, and um, just, I'm not really one to go out there and, and showboat naturally. That's not me. Um, so I just basically I be myself, and uh, you know when you talk to me on the phone like this, or you read an interview, that's that's not a that's not an act. It's it's just really how I feel and who I am, and I think that that creates more of a connection with my audience. So I'm just going to continue being me. I think that's important as well. Do you... Um, I was going to say, um, when, when you are doing your stuff, who would you like to sing with or collaborate with, alive or dead? Oh, man. See, that's a really big question because I love music in, in so many different genres. Uh, I, I learned how to sing by emulating people like Frank Sinatra and Johnny Cash Elvis so uh, <laughs> there's some big names there it's hard to choose but uh, I'll give you a few I'd definitely say Johnny Cash especially because you know I'm, I'm portraying him in, in a film this year uh, which is a great honor um, but yeah Frank Sinatra Elvis Presley without a doubt um, those two probably top my list and I know they're not country artists but uh, doesn't matter. I still love. Them. I think I think sometimes we're too much involved in genes of music because they do interlink quite a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sing country music, but I also sing rock music, and uh, I learned how to sing by, like I said, listening to Frank Sinatra. So it's a whole other genre. Uh, it's uh, yeah, music is a beautiful thing. It's powerful and. It, one way or another connects all of us together whatever, whatever kind of music you like um, it's just something that we all have in common I now obviously I'm a great fan of Johnny Cash myself and I quite like his early stuff and obviously uh, Jekyll Phoenix I think did a yes he did do uh, um, Phoenix yeah, yeah. Walk the line. yeah. Um, how do you think you will portray Johnny Cash I don't have as hard of a job as uh, as Joaquin Phoenix had. Uh, that whole movie was about Johnny Cash. I'm just uh, I have a, a role, a smaller role in the film, uh, portraying Johnny Cash. So it would just be a few lines and a couple songs, and a couple songs on the uh, soundtrack. So uh, my work isn't quite as difficult as what he had to do uh, for a full feature length film, you know. Um, but um, Basically, I'm just going to, I'm not going to try and emulate Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Uh, I'm just going to do what I feel uh, fits the role. You know, I love Johnny Cash. And I've, I've watched him and listened to him for, for a long time. So I'll just, um, I'll try to channel some Johnny Cash, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, just try to get in that mindset. I imagine when you do the songs, you, are you going to cover one of his songs? I actually did two of his songs on um, for the soundtrack. Uh, I did uh, Folsom Prison Blues, 
five feet high and rising. He, he wrote that when he was a kid, I think, or about when he was a kid. He wrote it about when he was a kid, and uh, his town flooded. And it's about his farm being flooded and the water rising two feet, three feet, four, all the way up to five feet. Uh, so that's a really cool old song of his. And uh, just it was an honor to, to be able to record his music on a, on a film soundtrack. Uh, a couple years ago, if you told me that, I would have said you're crazy. But here we are. So. Well, it's always nice to be asked to do something like that, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, no matter how small a role, roles a role at the end of the day. Right, yeah, well, they say there are no small roles, just small actors, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to give it everything I've got, even if it's only for a couple minutes on screen. Uh, it's, uh, it's a small role, but it's an iconic role, and uh, I couldn't be more proud to portray the man in black himself, Johnny Cash. When would that roughly be out? I'm sorry, what was that? When, when, when would that roughly be out? planning to film it uh, later this year so and the filming I think will take two months and then they want to have it released uh, within I think two or three months after that so I'm not sure when we're shooting yet hopefully this summer so it'll probably be out by the end of the year or early next year I'm assuming because I, I know they shoot films like back back to front don't they they don't shoot like the beginning middle and end they sometimes shoot the end first then the middle bits, then the beginning bit. It really just depends on, uh, you know, the, uh, the schedule and the locations and, and people's, uh, people's schedules and how they fit together. Um, you know, if, if someone has, like, long hair in one part of the movie and short hair in the other part of the movie, it makes sense to film the long hair part first, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Have you done any other previous acting roles? Yeah, I did. Um, I had an independent film company for a couple of years. Jeez, uh, that was almost a decade ago. Um, so I did some short films and some horror films. Um, I acted in a film called All Saints Eve a couple of years ago. It was, uh, it was a horror film. Uh, All Saints Eve is about uh, a haunted house um, on Halloween night. It was, uh, it was very fun, very fun. met a lot of great people. Um, I was in a Slayer music video out in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting one. It was it was a lot of fun, but uh, I don't know the the content of that video is a little bit controversial. I'd have to say so. <laughs> was, there were Nazis and there's violence and all kinds of stuff. It was uh, well, it's Slayer. So what do you expect? No, I was going to say I, I I know Slayer from old because I I'm. I remember Fresh Music when it first came out, so yeah. <laughs> I can understand it would be a little bit on the um, not not friend, child friendly, as they would say. No, not at all, not at all. I mean, I probably can never run for office after being in that music video. What? I don't know. Probably the state of American politics. You probably could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's true. That's true. You never know. It's such a crazy world. Politics nowadays. <laughs> do, do you find that sometimes you, obviously, because you wrote the button about your father, um, you find that any other type of songs that are very emotional to you? I mean, I wrote a song about my near death experience, so that was quite emotional for me. Wow. 
music, you know, I I, <laughs> I tend to uh, get choked up, or uh, you know, I, I cry watching movies. I'm a big soft, you know, and music does the same thing for me. I think it's really powerful. So there, there are all kinds of songs that I remember different parts of my life uh, based on what I was listening to at the time. You know, music just brings you right back. It's like a time machine. So um, yeah, there's. All kinds of songs that really just get me, that hit me right in the heart. I know what you mean. Yeah, not just songs that I've written. I always think that um, you can make most songs into poems. Yeah, I think that's how I started writing, actually, when I was a kid. Uh, Just writing poems and then ended up making them into, like, song lyrics. Uh, it's very similar. Music and poetry, I think, are uh, they're very close cousins of each other, I think. It's about expression and emotion, painting a picture with words. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's like um, the, 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 the classic Johnny Cash song I like, because as I mentioned it to someone else I interviewed, because um, I, 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 I just like the way it's sung, because it originally was about cocaine and the use of cocaine but he changed it slightly to mean something else it's like, like I hurt myself today to see if I could I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real and I I, I like the when you saw the video that he did obviously he was near his end of his life so they used the fact that he knew he was the end of his life and looked back at his museum and all the stuff he used to do yeah, that um, that version of that song, I think, uh, is it's the best version. It's way better than the original. I think it was what Nine Inch Nails who did it. Um, the Johnny Cash version just is the version, and it's so powerful just to see him as an old man and uh, singing that particular song. Um, I know people that don't listen to country music, don't like country music, but everybody I know likes that song it just it's powerful it's just one of those ones that are uh, it's, you know it's kind of set apart definitely it's set apart that's a good choice for a favorite Johnny Cash song Mark well I think that we all have songs in our life we could look back and we got that trigger memory we can go oh I remember where I was back in 1981 I was listening to um Adamant Prince Charming, watching it on Top of the Pops, shows my age. <laughs> I mean, recently they had Boy George on the A-Team repeated over the years, so I thought, God, I remember that when it first came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my earliest memories of music, I think I was about three years old, my dad, he, uh, he bought me a, a cassette tape of Elvis Presley's golden hits or whatever, greatest hits, and I sat there on my bedroom floor at three years old and listened to the entire tape, and I was just in awe, you know, and it was actually special too, because my dad had given it to me, so um, it was something that, from a young age, I bonded over with my father, you know, over music, Elvis in particular, so uh, it's one of my fondest memories, you know, going back when I was a little boy, so, and 
Have you listened to the London Philharmonic Orchestra versions of different artists like Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra and people like that? I don't recall if I have. Um, I think I have heard a few things, uh, but I, I, off the top of my head, I, I don't really recall. It's worth a listen to because they put, again, they, of course it's classical music put to, uh, uh, like, um, the song, the original artists, and I think you'll find you find it it emphasizes the song a bit, a little bit more. Yeah, well, an orchestra um, has that unique ability to really just, uh, without a singer portray just so much and just convey so much emotion with instruments because you know, the the level of talent on that stage and and the music how it's arranged is just uh, it's very powerful. So I do I do enjoy classical music for sure I don't listen to it very often now I probably should well the best orchestra I recommend I can think for kids is Peter and the Wolf if you're going to listen to orchestra type music because you know how it does all the animals and the wolf and the Mm. crescendos and it's very very you don't even have to know the words to know what it's about I can't remember what year they did it. I mean, probably loads of versions out there. But anyway, now tell me a little bit about your albums that you've released. Well, uh, Legacy, my debut album, um, as I had already mentioned, was dedicated to my dad. Um, that album is probably the thing I'm most proud of uh, out of all of my accomplishments in life so far. That album. Is, um, is the big one for me. Very proud of it, and uh, it, I think it played a big part in really saving my life and putting my life on a new path. So uh, that one's special. Uh, then I have a few singles I released from that album, but then there's a few singles afterwards, uh, Stomp On, as you mentioned, and Hey Bro, another one that just recently came out in uh, September. And... Uh, I just keep trying to raise the bar every time, every time I release a song, you know, I, I don't want to go backwards, I, I want to continue to progress and show the, show the world what I can do, so, um, they're very good songs, Stomp On is kind of a in-your-face rock and country song about, uh, about your favorite place to hang out with all of your favorite people, and it's just a fun rock and country song, uh, Hey Bro is about the bond between people who, who've gone through difficult things in life together and you know that um, it's about having people's back you know brother from another mother you know things like that and uh, I really relate to that message um, especially after my uh, last summer my cousin my brother and my cousin were both in a, in a very bad car and uh, my cousin almost died oh my so, um, this song whenever I saw his response to it he, he was just fresh home from the uh, um, from the hospital um, after being in uh, the ICU for a month and he was really banged up almost died and when I saw his response to hey bro and he was tapping his feet and, like clenching his fist yeah 
of this song means so much more to me now because he is like a brother to me. And uh, that's what this song is all about. So um, I like to release music that has a message. I really do prefer songs that have a, a good message, um, not just, you know, fluff and something that sounds cool and it's funny, you know. Um, that's all well and good, but I just like to have deeper meaning in my music. And uh, Hey Bro has really accomplished that. I have, I have one coming out soon called Thin Blue Line that's uh, dedicated to law enforcement. I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. And I have another one coming out soon called uh, Redneck Hallelujah, and it's about um, finding God in country music. And uh, another beautiful message. Is it okay to play a little bit of your Hey Bro? Yeah, absolutely. I like the little video of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really kind of uh, drives home a little bit more of the point behind the song, you know, uh, like the brotherhood, the bond between people and stuff. They could have used that recently, that, like, if you had that on a 1917 film trailer bit, it would work quite well. Yeah, I definitely like the image. I like the way you've done your lyrics on it as well. Very easily to read. Because sometimes you put lyrics on it and you can't see them and you can't read them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes it easier, <laughs> definitely. Uh, if you're going to do a lyric video, you definitely want people to be able to read what you're saying. Well, not only that. I mean, you obviously, you're like any singer. I mean, if people go to your concert and you start singing a song, you like to go out the attic and they go, and you know, Ah, um, nobody knows the lyrics, okay. Um, because <laughs> that's the classic singer bit, isn't it? Every singer likes to go, puts the mic out, and the, the audience go, ah, and then we respond to the lyrics. Yeah, usually they do that on the notes that are really tough to hit, so they'll have the crowd sing it instead. Yeah, that's fun to get the crowd involved in. Which do you prefer, obviously, out of two, studio or live? Um, 
it's like instant gratification, you know, and it's just such a thrill and an adrenaline rush. Um, really, you get a buzz from it, and it lasts for, for an entire day. It's really cool. Um, and it's really cool to see the people reacting to the work that you put in and, and, uh, and to something that you're so passionate about. You see them reacting to it. It's just instant gratification. So I really like that. Although the studio is cool. I, you know, I learned a lot from the studio. And, um, that's where all the hard work is done. And uh, it's very fulfilling, too, especially to see the, you know, the process um, work and songs begin to take shape. It's, it's a beautiful thing, too. So, uh, But I'd have to say, nothing compares to live performance. What plans have you got for the future? Well, this year is off to a really good start. Um, I have a couple songs that I'm about ready to release, and actually I'm putting songs together now for a new album. We're going to start recording a new album this year. And uh, at the end of this month, my my school district that I grew up in is uh, is honoring me as a distinguished alumni, and I'm going to sing uh, a handful of songs for them at the event. Uh, so that's that's a huge honor. Um, I really wish I wish my dad could be there for it. You know, him, my father and uh, my mom and dad they they met at this same high school that that I went to. And so now I'm being honored by them, and it's... Uh, it, well, that's going to be a very powerful day, my friend. Yeah, it's uh, it really hasn't sunk in yet. I think it won't until after it's over. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to be spending a good bit of time in Nashville uh, doing some writing and recording for my, for my upcoming album. And uh, just continue to keep grinding away, you know, just keep working, keep trying to get those... Uh, awards and uh, songs to chart, you know, just keep my nose to the grindstone, and, uh, you know, I'm really, basically, I'm pretty new to this, my album came out two years ago, my debut album, so, um, there's a long way to go, and I'm really proud of where I've come so far, so I think this year, off to a great start, and it's going to be a good year. Where can people find you? Um, easy to find, very, very easy to find, um, my website, which actually is being updated and upgraded right now, it should be should be going live in the next couple of weeks. Uh, MattWeston.com, and all my music is on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify. Uh, I have some lyric videos on YouTube as well. And really, if you just Google my name, you'll find articles after interviews, after review, you name it. Just there's so much out there. Very easy to find. And uh, in a couple of weeks, mattweston.com will have everything Matt Weston uh, available right there on, the, on my homepage. So. Right. Um, well, before I go, I normally like to do a unique sign-off. So, Matt, what would your unique sign-off be? Oh, man. You're putting me on the spot, Mark. Well, that's, I do it because then it proves it's live. And people say, yeah. you just recorded that, but no, I'm not, see. It's I live recorded. I don't have any funny catchphrases or anything that I really say, so I'll just, uh, I'll just tell everybody, hey, thank you so much for listening and for supporting this show and Mark, and it's been a pleasure 
to, to speak with you, and please check me out, uh, check out my music, and check out my message as well. So, uh, you guys all take care, thank you, and God bless. And here's mine for you, Matt. Hey, bro, it was nice to talk to you, you know. Matt, <laughs> Matt Weston and his music and his and all about his stuff. I wasn't stomping on and all that jazz. And we, please look him up. He's a great songwriter. And he's doing a little bit of acting as Johnny Cash. So look out for this man, wherever you are, on Google. He's the ever-rising star. Good night and thank you.